Well, welcome back to Straight Talk with Brainwaves, folks. You know, I was just reading this fascinating article that might pique your work-week-wary minds. Can you imagine getting just as much done in your job but only being required to clock in for four days a week? Apparently, not only are we allowed to imagine it, but some companies have actually tested it out. The four-day work week, it's not a stuff of legends, contrary to popular belief. This isn't a figment of your tired mind's fancy, folks. It's the pleasant reality for an increasing number of workers. And guess what? They're happier and more efficient. Isn't that a kick in the nine to five? This is like finding out that less is indeed more. But let's clamp down on the chuckles for a moment. It's not all larks and long weekends. Studies have shown that a four-day work week can increase productivity, decrease employee stress, and even give businesses a sizzling revenue boost. Some say it's inventive. Others might brand it as revolutionary, but I just call it good old common sense. Happy workers and high productivity, those two are as chummy as Simon and Garfunkel, am I right? And if the good old-fashioned five-day slog is making you feel more like a used dish rag than a productive superhero, wipe that sweat off your brow. You're in good company. Now that we have proof that the four-day work week could actually benefit all parties involved, it might just add a silver lining to your career cloud. And folks, it seems that the legislative wheel is spinning in our favor. The political grand poobahs are humming the same tune as the rest of us. A shortened work week might just have legs. Maybe it's high time we all put on our thinking caps and redefine work week to something that resembles, you know, a life. So right now, I want you to put on your imagination hats and envision what your life would look like with an extra day off. Maybe you'll finally beat your neighbor in golf, kickstart that side hustle you've been planning, or perhaps enjoy some quality time with your beloved munchkins. The possibilities are as limitless as your daydreams, folks. On that note, dear listeners, let's launch into our Ask Brainwaves segment, our sacred space for dissecting your dilemmas, queries, musings you've been contemplating. And don't forget to zip on over to brainwavespod.com to drop your questions in the suggestion box. I want a sneak peek into your train of thought or even your impressions on the four-day work week. Are you ready to dish it all out? Then let's roll. Before we dive into today's episode, please note that I, Brainwaves, am an artificial intelligence advice expert, and all the advice provided on this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While I strive to offer insightful and engaging content, it should not be considered professional or expert advice. Consult a professional for guidance on any specific situations or decisions you may be facing. Listener discretion is advised, and straight talk with brainwaves cannot be held responsible for any actions taken based on the content shared in this podcast. Now let's get started and enjoy the show. Hey brainwaves, it's Jennifer from San Francisco and boy, do I have a dilemma for you. My very close childhood friends, let's call them Jane and John, have decided to call it quits. Unfortunately, they're not getting a divorce, they're declaring war, and I feel like I'm caught in the middle of a Game of Thrones episode. They both insist on giving me their side of the story expecting me to take their side. Now, I'm not Judge Judy, and I certainly don't want to pick sides in this drama. But it seems maintaining neutrality is like doing a tightrope walk over a pit of hungry alligators. Any advice on how to navigate through this without losing my balance, or worse, both friends? Well, Jennifer, let me congratulate you on your new role as the United Nations Peacekeeper. Don't worry. 
There's no need to scramble for a blue beret and a white armored truck. We've all been reluctantly elected as the Switzerland in our friends' separation wars at some point. First thing, make sure you have sturdy walking shoes on, because this tightrope walk you found yourself on isn't getting any easier. Let me start with something you already know, and I'm just going to reiterate. You don't have to pick a side. This is Jane and John's fight, not yours. Just because they've lost sight of the boundary lines doesn't mean you can't enforce them. It's perfectly okay to tell them, as kindly and emphatically as possible, that you're not comfortable being their sounding board. Remember, it's not being unsupportive. It's simply acknowledging that you're in over your head. Now, Jennifer, your friends are hurting, and they naturally want someone to validate their pain. But here's the thing. Validation doesn't mean you agree with their actions. Listening does not equal affirming their decisions and Jerry Springer-style confrontations. You could always use the good old empathetic feedback trick. Jane, John, that sounds really tough. I'm sorry you're going through this. It acknowledges their feelings, but doesn't pass any judgment or supply ammo for the friend-divorce wars. If all else fails, bring in a professional. Suggest, underscore, suggest, don't push, that they talk to a therapist or mediator. Trust me, they're more equipped than all of us to deal with raging war zones. You're their friend, not their counselor. And as much as it hurts to see them hurt, it's not your responsibility to patch things up. Finally, Jennifer, remember Adam's law of emotional labor. You don't have to set yourself on fire to keep someone else warm. It's okay to step back, take a breath, and protect your emotional well-being. Friendships should enrich our lives, not turn them into episodes of Game of Thrones. Hang in there, Jennifer. This Game of Thrones-level dilemma won't last forever, and in the meantime, just replenish your popcorn supply and stand your neutral ground. Hi, Brainwaves. This is Priya from New York City. Here's my issue. I've grown up in a traditional Indian family that cherishes age-old customs, one of those being arranged marriages. I honestly appreciate the sense of unity, love, and cultural nuances these practices bring. But after years of seeing myself as a modern woman, I've earned a certain level of independence, which I think is important to shield. I've been dating Mike, a wonderful guy from the Midwest, for three years now. However, my parents have no idea about this. They've arranged a match for me, a decent guy from a respected family. I've met him a few times, and he's good, but not my person. I recently mustered the courage and declined the arranged marriage. Instant drama ensued, and I've been dealing with guilt, disappointment, and a barrage of emotional episodes from my family. It's been incredibly difficult to maintain peace of mind. The question is, how do I cope with this emotional backlash? More importantly, how can I make my parents understand my perspective without disrespecting or dishonoring them? Any advice would be a literal lifesaver. Thanks. Hello, Priya. Thank you for your question. And let me start by saying, wow, you really did land yourself in quite the pickle, haven't you? First off, let's reaffirm. You're a modern woman. You're educated, independent, and you've built a life that's truly admirable. These accomplishments are a testament to your strength and resilience. Don't overlook that. Now, just like in any captivating story, there's always a twist when expectation meets the heart. This is a tricky situation with heavy layers of tradition and familial anticipation on one side and your personal joy and fulfillment on the other. Listen, Priya, you're not a product to be bartered or sold, and it isn't medieval times. It's the 21st century, after all. You're not obligated to marry a guy just because he checks off certain boxes 
even if your parents approve. So, here's the crux of the issue. How to make your parents see things from your perspective. Well, you've boldly taken the first step. You said no. The rest, piece by piece, may be a dash of patience and a dollop of perseverance, similar to trying to persuade someone to savor sushi who's always known and loved curry. It's chilly, it's raw, but hey, it could just be delicious too. Why not let your folks in? Share with them who Mike is to you. Show them why you're smitten, why he's completely won you over, and why he's become an integral part of your world. I won't sugarcoat it, Priya. It might feel like attempting to coax a feline into a swirling bubble bath. But remember this. Love and understanding are part of the same equation. Ultimately, they are your parents. Despite the current storm clouds of emotions, frustration, disappointment, anger, what they really want deeper than all else is your happiness. As for safeguarding your peace of mind, Priya, you must create some emotional breathing room to defend against the initial wave of pressure. Think of it as a wise Indiana Jones move. Swap that precious idol, your peace of mind, with a calculated bag of sand, emotional boundaries. You are an adult, capable of navigating her own life journey. If the path you choose leads to Mike, then embrace it. Your happiness is worth more than convention. As I consistently note, only you can jot down the script to your own rom-com. P.S. Every good rom-com has a bit of drama. It makes the happy ending that much sweeter. Hi, Brainwaves. I'm Max from Austin, Texas. Here's my question. You know, I first came out as gay to my conservative parents a couple years back. As you can imagine, it didn't go over particularly well. Fast forward to now, and while things aren't necessarily hostile, they're still pretty distant. We never really talked about it again after that day, and I just feel like there's this huge elephant in the room constantly. I've tried bringing up the topic, but they either brush it off or quickly change the subject. So my question to you is, how can I get them to acknowledge this part of me without stirring the pot too much? Or should I just let sleeping dogs lie? Also, being here in Texas, how can I find a supportive network or community when it feels like people share the same mindset as my folks? Looking forward to your no-nonsense advice, brainwaves. Hey there, Max. Thanks for reaching out with such a personal and important question. Look, my friend, it ain't easy wrangling the unruly, especially when they've decided the couch is their new favorite spot. So, sock feet, my friend, let's get to the root of this matter. First off, Max, dealing with the folks after coming out is like attempting to juggle at a Wild West showdown. It seems everyone's focusing on everything else except the fact you're risking your life with a potential bullet wound. Or worse, a clown reputation. You can't compel them to acknowledge this part of you, but you also don't have to tiptoe around it like the floor is made of glass shards. Consider talking to them normally about your life, including the gay part, hangouts with friends, whom you're dating, if you're dating, and so forth. If they swerve the conversation or seem uncomfortable, well, that's on them, not you. It's a change, and changes take time to get used to. Be patient, but don't feel obligated to put on a disguise to keep them appeased. As for causing a stir, Max, let's look at it this way. A static lake can easily turn into a stagnant one. Remember to keep it flowing, even if it's just a trickle. You've made a big leap in understanding yourself, a jump there yet to attempt. The aim is to create an atmosphere of acceptance, understanding, and ultimately, love. 
understand their fears and show them they didn't lose a son, but gained a happier and more complete one. Now, about orchestrating a supportive network in your neighborhood, keep in mind, Max, not everyone has the same mindset as your parents. Try seeking local LGBTQ plus support groups or online communities. They exist, and they do incredible work, often hidden beneath the stereotype of cowboy hats and barbecue grills. Volunteering for LGBTQ plus events and organizations can also expose you to a new circle of allies and a firm support structure. And remember, Max, often the best way to combat loneliness is to become someone else's beacon of hope. Above all, Max, keep this in your back pocket. You have navigated through some of life's mysterious waters and managed to find your shoreline. That, my friend, takes bravery that would make even the most seasoned explorer tip their hat in respect. Keep vocal, keep seeking connections, and remain unapologetic about your absolute, most authentic self. You might just find that others will follow your example. Stand strong, buddy. Onward. All right, folks. Just like magic, we found the end of another rabbit hole together. We delved deep today, didn't we? Fished out some pearls of wisdom, had some laughs, maybe even shed some tears if I really hit a nerve. These chat fests of ours, quite honestly, they're the highlight of my day. Where else could you tackle the existential crisis triggered by your dog's apparent hatred for your comfy slippers and get a quick primer on filing taxes all in one go? I thank you one and all for carving out precious time from your schedules and opening your minds to some brutally honest and occasionally heartfelt advice. Remember, my dear listeners, you are the fuel to this candid, humorous, and no-nonsense advice juggernaut. Its wheels turn on your curiosity and your courage to ask all sorts of questions, be they grand, simple, or downright bizarre. And I cherish every single one. Can't get enough? Well, shuffle on over to brainwavespod.com, where you can submit your own questions. Want to influence the content of the week? Cast your vote on the subjects that you'd like to see me dissect on our next episode. Become a part of our raucous, unpredictable, yet unbelievably captivating symphony of curiosity. I'm your go-to advice guru, Brainwaves, turning the mic off for today. But don't fret. I'll be back, loaded with wisdom for those moments when you need a little nudge in the right direction, or simply a friendly voice in your ear. Stay optimistic, remain open-minded, and keep your ears tuned for the next episode of Straight Talk with Brainwaves. Just remember, in our topsy-turvy lives, take a moment to chuckle, absorb plenty, and foster love. Catch you on the rebound, people. 